Okay, so I wanted to talk tonight about uh, Jesus as a revolutionary because I think you guys, your generation, is going to be—it's going to be the most revolutionary generation in history. I believe that because you guys have more resources available to you than anybody in history, right? Especially as American students, you guys have wealth that nobody's ever had. You have so many different types of resources nobody's ever had. But then, just living in the time that you're living, you have technology nobody's ever had. You have cell phones. Gosh, here we were just talking about the iPhone. Nobody used to have an iPhone where they could do anything. They could edit videos on their phone and post it to YouTube on their phone. When I was in school, YouTube didn't even exist, right? So you guys, email barely existed. Facebook didn't. I remember when Facebook first came around, all the students were saying, you got to get a Facebook account, right? I'd say, are you crazy? I have email. Why would I need Facebook? And uh, now you can't even imagine living without it. But you guys have all these tools and all these resources that generations before you did not have. And at the same time, all the barriers that used to keep them apart have fallen, right? Whether those were boundaries, whether they were time issues. You guys have more time than people before you. You have so many different inventions that maximize the amount of time you have, right? And your ability to do things. Gosh, you can go to foreign countries and use an ATM and get money out. It's so simple, right? Before, it was very difficult to do things like that. So you guys have so many resources, and at the, at the same time, so few barriers. And all those have combined with a situation where the whole world has become dissatisfied with materialism, right? They've become dissatisfied with information because the information age has just created a context where it's not new anymore. They've become dissatisfied with a lot of religious expression and religious uh, opportunities, right? Because they've experienced them and found them empty. So you guys have these major, major issues all coming together in such a way as there is an open uh, opportunity for you to make a difference for Christ that nobody in the history of this world has had. And I hope you'll do it. And so I want to challenge you guys tonight to be revolutionaries. And in that sense, your best example is Jesus, right? Because he was the greatest revolutionary that this world has ever known. And, and he did that in a way that nobody else ever has. So I want to hear what you guys have to say about Jesus. So we're going to start with Malcolm's group, group number one. And uh, whoever wants to speak for Malcolm's group, come on up here and, and share with us. What, what you guys think about Jesus and his revolutionary ways. So come on up. Servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews, but now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king, then said Pilate, question mark. 
Jesus answered, you are, the, you are right in saying I am a king. In fact, for this reason I was born. And for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. So, um, Jesus is revolutionary because I found out that B slash C means because. <laughs> Didn't know that. Yeah, I was like, what does BLC mean? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> for sure, but, like, Jesus is, like, revolutionary because he, like, made super crazy claims, like, I'm the only way to the Father, like, everyone's like, I want to get to God, but they couldn't figure it out, and Jesus is like, I'm that way, and that's it, I'm the only way, and that comes across very harshly, especially nowadays, since Everyone's like, oh, all this wilderness and everything is, what? <laughs> this, the wilderness is spiritual, and, and I can get to God in my own way, and I'm my own God, and such. <laughs> right, so, Jesus said that, and then he's like, this is my kingdom, like, I'm coming here to die so that, like, you can have the way. To God, yeah. So, and you want to take it on here? Do it up. Okay. So why? Let's say why is revolutionary, right? Yeah. Wait, why? Okay. Um. Oh no! Is it why he made the? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Part of the book. Okay, so apparently we're going to follow Jesus by 
like seeing the application, <laughs> which stand up for our faith in Jesus and knowing that he tells us truths so we can stand up under those, with those truths. And also by being forgiving, loving our enemies, taking God at his word and trusting that he has a plan for our lives and that it is way better than anything else that we can ever go for. So, said, this is a hard teaching. Also means this is an offensive teaching. This is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? What if you see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? The Spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are, uh, are spirit and they are life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them would not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled him. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. It's pretty awesome. Brandon's gonna share a little bit. So Jesus is a revolutionary. B slash C. Um, he yeah. Basically, he, he taught with authority and not afraid uh, to lose, lose disciples over the truth. In other words, not entrusting himself to men, not wanting to be a people pleaser, but saying, "Here it is, straightforward." And that's kind of what we just read and kind of really picked that up from the, from the scripture. Um, why? Well, obviously, the truth. And application is we can speak and live the truth unashamedly. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I can't read my writing. Solid truth. We have solid truth we can refer to, run back to. And as Jesus was straightforward, we can be too with others. Um, instead of being, oh, maybe can I say this? You know, it's maybe. Um, or just because he can we have authority, we cannot be a maybe. Yeah, and so that's one thing that's encouraging is, guys, when we're afraid of what people think of us and that kind of thing, we can, we can fall back and we can refer, refer back to, to God and say, my strength, I, can, I have a rock-solid foundation I can stand on, and what he says about me. And that's what's kind of encouraging to help us push forward and see and, and to stand strong. Okay. So our adjectives we came up with. Jesus is a powerful, humble, loving, authoritative, relational, non-conformist, revolutionary. We kind of made some new words. Okay, and then how you can follow this in everyday life. You can live by God's power, and you can live and speak truth 
boldly, but always in love of God. And he's going to read you a passage in a sec. You could also follow it by showing love to everybody else and telling them the word of God. And you can also, since you are speaking the truth when you're telling them about God, not being afraid of saying that. Uh, one of the verses we were thinking about in terms of the other sense, of have always in love, is Galatians 5, 6. And it says, uh, For if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts. Basically the law, and having to follow it, um, counts for, for anything. But only faith, activated and energized and expressed in working through love. And it's kind of a, this is an amplified Bible, but taking, taking the literal meaning and, and exploding upon it. So it's good. You about there? <laughs> Just like uh, Christ came with, with grace and truth, um, we're called to do the same thing. To be able to show others grace and to also be able to walk strongly in our world. So... When you are sharing the truth or sharing these bold statements that Christ himself shared, we're pretty much sharing the same message. And just like many of his disciples, which were already his followers in the first place, just how they got really offended, um, we ourselves, when we're sharing the same message, we might offend other people. And there's this cool quote by Gregory Krokel, I think. Krokel. 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 <laughs> Alright, and uh, just, in a, just in a summary of his quote, he said, make it be your, uh, your ideas and your beliefs that offend people, but not you, not your actions. So, if people have a problem with what Jesus said, that's between them and God. We should just share it boldly like Christ tells us to, but we should also do it in love. And if that offends people, that's, kinda, that's between them and Christ. Yeah, so we're going to show this first. Uh, when he was talking about don't be afraid what people say about you, he kind of sparked a verse. It's Matthew 5, uh, 11, well, I guess we'll start from 10. It said, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are, those, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say kinds of people against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because it is great, great is the reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecute the prophets who were before you. So kind of don't be afraid what you're going to say, how they're going to take it. That's between them and God. But you're just kind of the messenger, so give it how he says it. Oh, cool. Here's a verse. It's Mark 11, 15 through 18. 
On reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple area and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves and would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. And as he taught them, he said, Is it not written, My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers? The chief priests and the teachers of the law heard this and began looking for a way to kill him. But they feared him because the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll pass it over to Josh. Josh. <laughs> um, we're, we're first looking at why he was a revolutionary in this particular part of his word. And basically, what we came up with is. Not my he was turning everything upside down. That's literally what he was doing. He was turning these tables upside down. And it's a direct metaphor for what he had come to earth to do. The Pharisees were giving teachings. They were interpreting like what the prophets had said to be different. And basically, he, he was coming as a revolutionary saying, no, this is what's up. This is how it is. This is what God has sent me to do. And he was, he was specifically just actually showing them by flipping these tables around. You know? It had gotten corrupt. I mean, they had freaking, a freaking market inside God's temple. I mean, it's horrible. So he just came up and spoke truth and flipped the table around. Um, he taught his followers the truth. He was not afraid. And replaced... Oh, replaced actions. He basically... The what? Replaced the sacrifice. He replaced... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I really did not. Raise your hand if you wrote this. <laughs> okay, so he, he was not afraid and replaced the sacrifices and used himself as a sacrifice. It's not about doing, it's actions, but in actions, but believes. Uh, he was bold, not hesitant. Uh, so, Josh will talk more about that. Yeah. Like, Alex should talk. Can you want to talk? You can talk on the application, or you can... Sure. We'll translate. Yeah, you speak in Spanish, we'll translate. How's that? Okay. Um, basically, you know, before, they were giving all these sacrifices to God. Jesus came and said, it's over. I am the ultimate sacrifice. It's done. There's nothing you can do. All you can do is believe. You know what I mean? Like, share my message and believe. It isn't about your actions. It isn't about your doings. I'm here. I'm, this is what's going to be done. And it's over. You know? That's what he came to do. So, I'll pass it back. Why was Jesus, Jesus a revolutionary? Because human beings needed salvation. And we still do this day so we got to look back to what to his sacrifice right um, because Jesus paid it all um, and the reason for him doing that because he loves us and that's it he's the most compassionate dude you well, know what you said? compassionate you know, remember before what he Radical he is a radical lover, and uh, Josh Dude corrected me, and he said he's he's not just a lover; he is love itself. He's so, a fullness of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a fullness of love. 
you would never be able to accomplish that, basically. Alex, you want to um, serve three adjectives? All right, look at the name of your say. Application. Application, all right. Application. What I thought is like, uh, like you gotta put like God on the throne and like go out of your comfort zone, like, yeah. Like the only way we can, you know, like if we can't get that courage and we can't get the conviction to go out and do so, it's because we're living in our own selfish desires. Whereas if we put Jesus on the throne, we put God on the throne, he's going to convict us, and he's going to give us the courage to go and do that, you know? So, you're totally right on that one, Alex. Um, adjectives. Adjectives? Alright, um, I can't read <laughs> Jesus is a radical. 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 Courageous. Courageous. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you got it, going. Outspoken. Outspoken. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And absolute. Absolutely. Revolu revolutionary. We think absolute guys, you know, he had absolute faith in what he had come here to do. And that's why he was able to do what he did, because he had absolute faith in what he had been sent to earth to do. You know? And all those words pretty much sum up what it means to be a revolutionary, like the ultimate revolutionary. Um, you know, you want to take us over as to how to like follow his example and apply it. This is lo que tenemos que hacer. So what do you do? We need to follow Jesus' example. We need to take a stand for what we believe in, man. Like, we can't be all timid and hush puppy and whatnot. We, <laughs> we, you, yeah, you gotta step out of your comfort zone. You gotta speak out. How do you do that, though, man? We speak out by being bold and trusting in the Lord to give us that strength yeah, to step up. We need to believe fully in the Lord and His sacrifice and everything He did, so that we can well, share our faith. And that's okay, Jesus is un revolucionario. Viva la revolución. Viva la revolución. Jesus' sacrifice. 
So, how we can apply that. Um, we need to be bold like Jesus. We need to share his love um, courageously. And we need to love others just like he did completely selflessly. And we need to live like him as best we can in a bold way. So, uh, Jesus is selfish, selfless, passionate, merciful, loving, brave, and he's uber cool. Uh, what did you say? What? Uber cool. What? Uber. <laughs> she spelled it wrong. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you have eyes on there, so that's all I have. Yeah, it's over there. Yeah. Um, so what we got to do is just intentionally go out of our way and be bold to show love um, and share Christ for him every day. So not even like, you know, witnessing the people, but just walking down the, walking the class, just smile at people, and you'd be like, something's different about that guy. And so it's just everything you do. Yep. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> 
So, okay, the, the third one is uh, he goes against the grain. And, uh, but, I mean, like if, you, like, if you have ever read, like, any of the Gospels that talks about Jesus, like, he was not one to go with the flow. Like, uh, he was very opposing. He was very radical in that way. Uh, in the fact that he stood up for what he believed, and even though, like, everyone else was saying he's stupid or whatever. <laughs> Basically it. Yeah. Woo! Yeah! Jesus 
uh, is speaking, and, and, and some, some guys lower their paralytic friend down to him through the roof. Okay, they saw a hole through the roof. What do you think they want for their paralytic friend? Healing. Healing, right? What did Jesus do? He says your sins are forgiven to this guy. That's pretty revolutionary. First of all, the claim that you have the power to forgive sins, and then he healed him. But I thought, man, again, he went against the grain who wrote that. And all these people are thinking, oh, he's got to heal this guy. And Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. He knew that our big issue is sin. And then he was also, he had power to forgive and to heal. I remember the Samaritan woman in John 4. Gosh, Jesus, by law, isn't supposed to be talking to a woman alone in the first place. Much less a Samaritan, right? The Jews hated the Samaritans. And here he is talking to her and giving her the words of life. And both she and her entire town come to know him. As a result of it, isn't that crazy? In Matthew 8 and in Matthew 9, he touches people that are ceremonially unclean. In Matthew 8, it's a leper. In Matthew 9, it's this woman with this issue bleeding. And he heals them both. But especially in the first case, guys, they didn't have treatment for lepers. And he was risking catching that himself, right, by touching this guy. And at the same time, becoming unclean in the eyes of society. Right? Are we willing to do that to the people that, that our society doesn't like, maybe? To reach out to them, to touch them, to hug them, to love them, to be there for them, right? Jesus was there, and he put everything on the line to, 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 to reach out to these different people. Remember, in, you should read Matthew 23, the whole chapter, Jesus just annihilates the religious leaders and establishment of his day. And they had the power to actually kill him. So this is pretty revolutionary. But he stood up against all these lies and just went right down the list and put them in their place. So here's the deal. I feel like I have to tell you guys this. Looking at the example that we said Jesus is as a revolutionary, I'm afraid you guys don't have what it takes. But the Holy Spirit in you does. <laughs> okay? We always say that. Galatians 2.20. By faith, guys, the Holy Spirit's going to live his life through you. And even though you and I don't have what it takes to be this revolutionary, he's got it covered. He totally has this covered. And so, Randy, you can be the greatest revolutionary this world has ever seen because the Holy Spirit is living through you. Alex, it was for you, too. So I want to read a closing statement from this revolutionary Jesus. These are all straight from his mouth, all these words. He said, God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Streams of living water will flow from within him. I am the light of the, war of the world. If you follow me, you won't be stumbling through the darkness, because you will have the light that leads to life. All who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the darkness. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Anyone who listens to my teaching and obeys me is wise. Anyone who hears my teaching and ignores it is foolish. If any of you wants to be my follower, you must put aside your selfish ambition, shoulder your cross, and follow me. How do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul in the process? Sin is unbelief in me. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. They will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. If you try to keep your life for yourself, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find true life. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins. But they have already passed over from death into life. Greater love has no one than this that he lay down his life for his friends. 
All who love truth recognize that what I say is true. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. My purpose is to give life in all its fullness. I stand at the door and knock. If you hear me calling and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal as friends. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. So that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Be sure of this. I am with you always. I will never fail you. I will never forsake you. That's the revolutionary himself telling you he's going to be there. He's never going to fail you. He's never going to leave you as you carry on his revolutionary message to the very ends of this earth. So, you guys, I just want to say don't settle for passivity. I want you to think through your mind, what are you going to let stop you? Hopefully that's nothing. And I want to encourage you, make the most of this life that you guys have. Win this world for Jesus. Be the revolutionary, following his example that he's created you to be. So that's all we have for tonight. Did you guys like that? Was that fun? Yeah. Kind of letting everybody put that together? Okay, so we'll do it again next semester, for sure. But anyway, I'm going to pray right now, and then we're just going to hang out, have a few snacks, and then we're going to leave. But anyway, God, we thank you so much. Uh, for all that you're doing in each of our lives. And as we come to this Thanksgiving break, God, we, we think of all that we have to be thankful for, and that starts with you, Jesus, and the fact that you sought us out, that you chose us, that we didn't choose you, and that you began a relationship with us, God, and that you saved us from all our sins, and that you, Lord God, live inside of us, enabling us through the power of your awesome Holy Spirit, God, to obey you and to do all that you've called us to. Jesus, we love you so much. I pray that we would love you more now than we ever have before, and more tomorrow than we do now. And Jesus, we give you this night, make it an awesome night of hanging out together. We love you. Amen.